This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hail cheaters and welcome to the Always Cheating FPL podcast. My name is Brandon and I'm taking the driver's wheel in this episode. I'm here with my good friend and co-host Josh. Josh, how are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. I, I've decided to, uh, you know, normally I'm the one who's uh, who's talking a good 85% of this podcast, but I, I want to I switch things around a little bit this week, Brandon. Um, you know, we, you and I, we always do this thing together, but, you know, typically... Um, Probably because I'm such a egomaniac, I like to I like to do a lot of the talking as I'm doing right now. Um, uh-huh. And but you know after after this game week, I I basically had to like I, I needed to step away. I mean I didn't think about sports this entire day. This is it's been it's Monday evening here in the states, and I have n- I've barely thought about football all day. Which is uh, what do you think about? What do you think about like when you're on the toilet? What did I think about? I uh, I don't know. Work. It was just like I was busy. That helped. It helps me busy at work. That's a nice distraction. I was I was looking for work today to distract me from my the the, the sorry state of my fantasy team. Yeah, I saved so I my get... worst game week of the season for game week thirty seven. That was that was less than ideal. Yeah. Well, I had my worst game week last game week, and I and not that anyone is having a truly good game week except for uh, Danny Bean, who we'll get to his his um, disqualified humble brag later in the podcast. <laughs> but we're halfway through game week 37. And uh, just just quickly, where are we with our teams? We are. Um, you mean, where are we like with our own teams? Yeah, the world, you know, the the we by we, I mean you, Josh. So where where do you sit with your points? Um, what did what transfers did you end up making? Who's your captain? Yeah. Did you play yeah. a chip? Uh, I did play. I actually ended up playing my triple captain chip on Harry Kane. Um, I'm on 28 points right now. Um, and it's just nothing has gone well. Everything has been has been bad. Um, I mean, like like so many managers out there, I mean, I got six from Vertonghen, and now he's possibly out with an injury. One point from Salah, one point from Son, two from Jesus, three from Sterling, uh, two points from from Kennedy. 
two points from Ayu, two points for Kane. Ayu and Kane both had um, wide open shots on goal. Uh, yeah. not, maybe not wide open, but but shots they they would make ninety nine times out of a hundred, and they both. Uh, both screwed them up. Uh, At two least if they Fernandez. put them on target, then there's a decent chance they go in. Yeah. Uh, zero points from Mustafi. Uh, now, you know, this all is taking with a grain of salt, of course. I still have 10, 10 double, you know, 10 double game week players left um, and a triple captain still to play in Harry Kane. Um, but my game week rig right now is 4.1 million, which uh, definitely gives you an idea of where where I am. I mean, it's just a. Uh, you know, a complete design. I, I, I'm currently, I fell into fourth place in our mini league to a guy who got married this weekend. Like, <laughs> Never good. How does, the, how does that happen? Like, <laughs> like that, that shouldn't happen. I had like You're a losing week to, to love. Plan. That's no good. Yeah, I mean, we were just talking about the kind of people like, you know, there was someone on Twitter yesterday who was like, <laughs> like I was, I had made some comment about how uh, dropping a bombing for Kane was a mistake. Um, like, yeah, obviously a mistake, right? I mean, well, easy, I mean, easy we to say mean, now. Easy to say now. I mean, we don't know. You know, Kane, like, again, like all this has to be taken with a grain of salt. There's a lot of matches still to play. But then, yeah, some guy was like, yeah, you never should have dropped him. Like, it was, he was like, I hope you burn it out. <laughs> like, it was so, <laughs> so angry at me for like dragging on a bummy. I was, you know, you sometimes like, sometimes you want to have everybody, you know. Yeah. I, of course, I wanted to have a bummy. He's a ruthless striker, you know, it was a double game week fixture for, our, for, uh, for Arsenal, but I mean, they haven't looked very good a lot of the yeah. time. He had just yeah. blanked away to Man United. Um, Harry Kane played West Brom and in, in Newcastle. I mean, you know, I know Harry Kane looks like a washed up, like a 37 year old version of himself right now, but um, I did, I definitely felt a little bit of promise there. So, the, where I am right now is, I guess I feel I'm glad that I have the triple on Kane because I. Ben Chilwell being out was what finally made the decision for me, amazingly enough. I just didn't think I'd get enough points on my bench without Chilwell. Um, and so I decided to triple captain Kane. And I actually felt pretty good about it going into the weekend. And Instead of bench boost, right? You were planning to play the bench boost and then Chilwell being ab- an absentee. Yeah, what did, I, what did I say? No, yeah, you, I, no you, your logic track, but um, you, know, you were inferring the bench boost. Not, right, yeah. So I, I exactly. I was, going to, I was going to bench boost and I decided to triple captain instead, which even now I guess I feel good about because I would have had one point from Milovojevic, uh, two from Baines, two from Hennessy. Uh, I probably would have brought in a Southampton defender to replace Chilwell, and that was like the most heartbreaking uh, <laughs> late goal you'll ever see. I mean, I, I'm was. not, you know, it was a good goal for an overall rank perspective, I guess, because enough people have Swansea or, excuse me, Southampton defenders. But um, God, I felt so bad for those traveling fans. That was. Did, did you see any of that? I, you were at a I, wedding yourself this weekend. I, I was, and you talk about the the games were not. Uh, they were lackluster, but somehow watching all these games uh, in a hotel room made the games a little more fun, a little sexier. Right. Just like everything in a hotel room, no matter how chain or decrepit the hotel is, it's mm-hmm. still kind of fun. Yeah. But yeah, I, I did see the end of that game. And um, yeah, if you thought you were having a bad week as an FPL manager, like you said, just think about those Southampton fans. I would, I would put <laughs> Southampton as odds on favorites to get out of the drop zone. Uh, I mean, yeah. It depends on what Swansea has to say about it, but I think they're the favorites. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I don't know how you could watch Swansea play uh, over the weekend. I mean, they're a team that really do, they deserve to go down. I mean, um, I say that as someone who really likes Swansea, and like, I, I really – I'm almost like, you know, like they're kind of like my second club. I mean, I've, I've, they've – I've just – ever since, you know, Brendan Rodgers brought them up back in 2011 or whatever, I've really – I've always liked them. But, you know, the team is just a complete mess, and they just can't score, you know, and yeah. – um, 
I mean, you know, they, they look like a championship level team right now. Um, and I hope that changes. It doesn't take very long for that kind of thing to change. You know, a lot of teams, you know, end up in 17th place and the next year they're pulling for a champion. I mean, look at, look at Leicester a couple of yeah. years ago, you know, so yep. you never really know. Um, although I don't know, I don't know that there's enough young talent on Swansea for them to even like finish the top half of the table next year, but you know, you never know. Yeah. Um, we've gotten so far away from fantasy. I don't know. So, <laughs> so you kind of had this. So uh, it was funny because I was joking about this on someone was talking about uh, how Jesus, like, you know, all, all the Harry Kane owners kind of breathed a sigh of relief because Kane and Jesus were the two, the two big triple captain options. And yeah. I, you know, as a Jesus owner though, I feel like you, you got off easier because you didn't have, the long, dark tea time of the soul, the way that uh, <laughs> us Kane hunters did, where suddenly it was like Kane blanks, looks looks like crap, yeah. uh, misses like a humongous opportunity. The point where even if he'd scored a goal, I don't think he would have had a chance at any bonus points. Yeah. Um, even even as the in a game winning goal in a one nil game. Um, and uh, no, and then you, you're you, just you, like, why did I not captain a a Man City player at home to Huddersfield? They're going right. to score like eight goals. <laughs> Um, so At tell minimum. me, about, how did you how did you feel going into that game? You had to feel pretty pretty good. Yeah, I felt great, and actually, I felt so good that I slept through the first fifteen minutes of the match purposefully because I wanted that sort of Christmas morning feeling yeah. of of checking the score 15 minutes in to see, yep. oh, I bet they probably put two goals on the board at this point, and I want to see yep. what Jesus's involvement was. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Little did I know I was still going to be making that same score check 90 minutes later to see if <laughs> anyone had scored. I think you're right, though. The triple captain Jesus was less painful because it wasn't like when Kane blanks, you become a solitary member of the Kane club when Jesus blanks now you're lumped in with basically the rest of the top 25% of all active managers with a right. blank triple captain right. I mean, the, the real pain came in for me when Aubameyang puts 16 points on the board and he's my vice triple captain now oh, that's not pain that yeah. are, you, are you really felt pain when you <laughs> surged past like a million managers out there with an amazing tally from a from a player who wasn't owned by that many people. I mean, that should have only that yeah, should have only been an excited feeling. I'll, I'll qualify that. Um, it, it was obviously a great thing. Otherwise, I'm having the exact terrible week that everybody else is. Instead, I end up on 46 points, less a minus eight transfer. But you know how it goes. You the decision I made to triple captain Jesus was sound. Uh, it was a good decision, but you start to play when Aubameyang puts the second goal in. All you can help to do is play the what if game. I'm not saying yeah. that that's fair. We but, actually uh, talked about it on last week's podcast too. I don't know if you remember this, but I we do. talked about yeah. yeah, like he was. If you really want to make up ground in your mini league, we said Captain Aubameyang because it's just he's not going to be owned by that many people, and he's not going to be captained by anybody who's above you in your league. Yeah. Um. So you know, well, not, not not you specifically, but just you know, someone who is like can be. 20 or 30 points back and looking for a, you know, a, a differential. Yeah. So I ended up burning minus eight. I dropped Sala and I dropped Pascal Gross. Naturally, he scores a goal. And I right. brought in Sterling and Erickson. Um, uh, so that, that, that totals five versus eight points. Brought in Vertonghen for um, Alonzo and Jesus for Lukaku. So um, overall, I, I don't know what kind of leg up I have particularly on Kane triple captainers, because uh, everything is going to change after Wednesday. Like we're, right. we're going to have kind of a somber podcast. We're going to read off a ton of listener rants, but uh, come Wednesday evening, it, everyone could be in, in completely different moods. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's true. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, so uh, exactly. It's, it's fun to commiserate right now, but you know, we shouldn't go on about it too long because we just don't know um, how things are all going to wrap up. You know, we're sort of at the we're at the midway point of the game. I mean, I guess we're 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 past that. But given how many triple captains are still in play, and you know, it's just if it's 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 almost like it's Saturday night, and um, you know, you've got you only have you know three games the next day, but they're the games that everyone has their captain in still, right? You know, and so it's just it's really too early to draw any big conclusions. But man, it does seem like. You know, there was someone on Twitter who um, who talked about I can't remember who it was now, but he was like, basically, is is it all luck? You know, <laughs> is there is there any way to actually play this game right and, and do well? And I, it's tempting to feel that way sometimes. It's tempting to feel like there's you know that it's completely random. But I, I do think throughout the first thirty six weeks of the season, you know, give or take a, a few game weeks here and there, um, you know, you really could plot out a strategy. And the people who were really who were, who were conservative or who got on you know, sort of bold to get on players like Sala early and start capping him early. Uh, they were really doing well. And it's just this was just a week where everything went uh, so far, at least everything has gone the opposite of how you'd expect. You know, you would just never expect yeah. Bournemouth to keep a home, uh, you know, a clean sheet at home to a desperate Swansea team. I mean, Bournemouth haven't been keeping clean sheets at home, you know, to anybody. Um, you know, you wouldn't have expected West Brom to keep out Spurs and Spurs actually have something to play for. You know, they're actually, you know, they're playing to make sure they kept their champions like spot and, you know, now they really have something to play for at home on, you know, at midweek. So, right. um, yeah, it's just, it was just a weird one, you know? I mean, so I feel like the scores, you know, right now, I think a lot of, a lot of very serious managers have those scores in the three millions and the four millions. Um, but we're all going to surge past, you know, a lot of those people in the next, uh, the next couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. So we have a lot to talk about to preview game week 38, uh, coming up, we're going to talk about stri- uh, strikers, we're going to come back to the, this uh, overarching issue of Kane, Jesus, and now Aubameyang has entered into the conversation for Game right. Week 38. We're going to talk about anyone who's got their triple captain chip left for 38. How does Salah factor into this discussion? And we have a few more of your questions. But first, we have a, a pretty big update for all of our Patreon supporters and those listeners out there who would deem uh, our podcast worthy of their support. Just go to patreon.com slash always cheating. That's where you can throw yeah. a few coins in the jar to support what we do here. We have. Can I can I throw in one thing real quick, Brandon? Sure. Um, just want to note that um, there, there are questions come up a couple times on Reddit and elsewhere about about becoming a Patreon supporter. Uh, you're not locked into anything. I mean, literally, you could you could just be a supporter for one month and and stop. You know, there's no like it's not a year. It's not like buying a subscription to a magazine or something. It's just like. You can support us for a little while, and then you can stop, and then you can start again if you want, or just never do it. Um, it's really, it's really up to you how you want to do it. Um, so, I mean, obviously, we, we we want the support. We want we want people to continue to support the podcast. Um, but I don't want people to feel like it's a blood contract that, like, you know, <laughs> you're just never going to be able to get out of. You know, you really can just go in there after one month and, and stop it if you yeah, want. Yeah, so. both of yeah. us do some project management, and the, you know, if you're working with a print vendor, there's something like a setup fee. So every time you set up a print project, you're you're going to have to pay a, a baseline fee plus the project cost. There is no setup fee with Patreon. Sign up, cancel, sign up again. It costs the same thing. So don't exactly. worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ideally, stay signed up, <laughs> but you can you can stop if you want to. Uh, yeah. So as I was saying, if you go to patreon.com slash always cheating, we have multiple levels of support. And what we're doing in the off season, I don't know if you've heard of this tournament, the World Cup. They've been playing it for for decades. 
This is the yeah. It takes place in Latin America every four years. <laughs> every right? four years, uh, but it, it's going to be in Russia this year. So we're devising a special game for just for our Patreon supporters, devised around the World Cup. Josh, you and I, we've we've labored over an Excel grid that has yes. sorted all thirty-two World Cup teams. And what we're doing, we have eight pots, but they're different than the groups in the World Cup. The first pot is uh, is all the top four teams, according to FIFA rankings. The bottom pot is all the worst teams in the World Cup, according to the first uh, the FIFA rankings. And uh, so we've got eight pots, four teams in each pot. If you play the game with us, you just pick one team from each pot, and that's all you have to do. It's as simple as that. You don't have to pick players. You have to captain people. You just kick back, enjoy the World Cup for all its pomp and circumstance, and root for eight different nations to advance as far as they can. I'm looking at the I, – I did a little bit of the grunt work here, Brent, and then you turned it into a very aesthetically ple- – I'm actually looking at it right now. It's uh, it's color-coded. It's very – it's very it's, – it's attractive. If you yeah, if you if you play the game, you will you will get access to this beautiful color coded chart, which is almost worth signing up for Patreon to begin with, just just I, to see this chart. I basically uh, took Ben Ben Krellen's incredible Google spreadsheet game, and I took it up a notch. So Ben, if you're listening, uh, curious to see what you think about my spreadsheet work. Yeah, here. exactly. If you enjoy Ben Krellen's color coded charts, then you will enjoy our World Cup game. I will go that far. If you enjoy life, Brandon, you're going to enjoy this World <laughs> Cup game. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. Okay, so yeah, uh, if if you're currently a Patreon subscriber, we'll be sending you information, all the details about how you can pick your World Cup teams, and it's it's not too late. Basically, we're going to be uh, setting up this tournament up until about a day or two before the World Cup starts, so the Patreon continues to be open for all you listeners out there. Yeah. And what do they get if they win? We, we haven't decided that yet, right? I think it's... Uh... Possibly a, a scarf of your choice. A uh, scarf, a shirt. Actually, if, shirt. If, if you're out there and you're listening and you want to play the World Cup game, something something in the ballpark of a shirt, let us know what you think would be a really great prize that uh, doesn't involve Josh actually whittling, whittling a trophy out of a block of wood. Right. Maybe it involves me like going to an online shop and putting in an address and sending you something. Yeah, we like that. That, really that, that sounds good. Yeah. Always cheating Super League, Brandon. Where are we with that? Yeah, so through Monday in Media Res, uh, we we have some movement in the top ten. Uh, I'll just run through the names real quick. These these could certainly change before the end of the week. Tenth place, Dominic Summers breaks into the top ten. Uh, online Media Chumps, the name of his squad. Ninth place, it's Andrew Ferguson. Two girls, one schlup. I feel like it's been a while since we've seen Andrew here in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, eighth, we've got Aaron Matheson's heating up. Seventh place, Nick Tudhope's football friend FC. Sixth place, it's Stevie Sunshine Cruise Control. Fifth place, Joe Stones from Fuxake IU Blind. Dropping to fourth place, it's Aaron Fake Revdal. Uh, Bodilos, his squad name. Up in third place, Graham Chester United. That's Graham McDonald. In second place, mainstay Jamal Rice. And in first place, it's Prakar Patal's Crazy Coutinho with a whopping 2,345 points, just one above Jamal. It's tight, 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 tight. Very tight, very tight. All right, so um, that, that's really neither here nor there because the top 10 is probably going to change in a matter of days. What we came here to the podcast for were all the rants, though. Josh, when I put out the call for questions for this episode, I, uh, I did not expect the deluge of rants that we got. <laughs> 
Yeah, should um, do you want to just do these in alternating order, Brandon? I'll do one. Yeah, and, kick okay. kick kick us off with the the first rant, and then I'll do the next. Why don't we just do them with no commentary? Let's just run through all the rants, okay? Let's just like I'll do it, and then you do yours, and then I'll do it, and we'll just we'll just we'll, let's just let's just let's just tear these off like a band aid. All right, that sounds great. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, ready? I clear my throat. I'm ready to go here. Do it. Jeremiah Johnson says, most of us are in a daze right now after this first half of 37. We don't know what to think, except this week has given us all sleeping goat syndrome. Oh, man. Uh, You said no commentary, but I just have to implore everyone, YouTube sleeping goat syndrome. (laughs) You won't be disappointed. Next rant comes from Juicy Carla. Um, I hope I pronounced that right, Juicy. Triple Captain Chip on Kane transferred for a hit, Otamende and Aubameyang out to Ben Davies and Jesus. Plus, Loughton's zero points coming in to replace Chilwell. By far the most frustrating game week ever. If Kane and City attackers blank uh, midweek, I will also probably lose my mini-league, a league that I have been leading since September. A Kane own goal was so close. We've been talking about that. Maybe he'll do it again against Newcastle. I had a question regarding game week 38, but I forgot it reliving the agony of game week 37. Yeah, uh, that Kane, that almost Kane own goal could have basically upended FPL uh, for good. <laughs> it happened so fast that I couldn't really react to it. Like there was, yeah, I couldn't even be anguished because it was like it, 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 was, it all happened so quickly. You know, I was like, oh, my God, you know, it was and relief then, instead of anguish. Sort of, but it wasn't even relief because I was, I was like when he, it was like Salah missing the, um, the breakaway in game week 36. When, when Kane missed that goal in the first half of, um, the West Brom fixture, I thought this is it. That, there's just no, that's it. He's not going to have another chance again. Um, yeah. he actually did like almost immediately thereafter too on the corner. Uh, but it was, oh, I can't even, I, but so I was like, by then I was just like, I was, I just felt done. I was like, I'm not getting any points from Kane. Uh, yeah. yeah, we have totally messed up our... We were going to run through all these. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> FPL Classico says, when your top scorer is a triple captain blanking midfielder, Sterling. I would take Sterling's nine over my six right now. Uh, and the only actual points from a jammy early subs clean sheet, who's an injury doubt for the second part of this double game week, uh, Vertonghen, is there any reason to care? I expect nothing now. Let it burn. <laughs> Let it burn, an early uh, candidate for the title of this episode. <laughs> Next rant comes from Eric Freeman. No questions or rants, just the soft, sad noise of my team wheezing <laughs> out its dying breaths. Wow, that's a good one. Rich, uh, Richie says, is it worth playing FPL next year? <laughs> let's not even touch that one. Ta- table that one for now, Richie. We're, it, it's unclear. <laughs> let's, let's save that for next week's podcast. <laughs> On our Slack uh, channel, just for our Patreon subscribers, we got a message from FPL King who uh, says... I've never been so zapped and disillusioned with FPL before. Game Week 37 has me somewhat crushed, although it's not over. My rival has really got one over on me so fo- so far with his Aubameyang and Iwobi assets. Yeah. Now, th- that that is a knife, uh, the sound of a knife twisting when your mini-league rival has it's, Iwobi in his it's team. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Uh, Nick Edge says, this is the final one, what do we try? No one could see Brighton and West Brom keepers as triple captains, so why bother? Answer: Because we are compelled to do so. Plus, it's fun. What a great what a great note to end the rants section on. You know, we we, we yeah. keep coming back because wonder, it, it's actually fun. 
I wonder if anybody watching me watch sports in general would think that I enjoyed sports. I You're don't thinking look... of like the the alien race hovering above the the planet and their UFO, and they're looking at you like, "What is human doing? Is he is he well, achieving pleasure?" I think that's kind of why you and I ended up becoming sports friends, or like you know, like we, we watch a lot of sports together, because neither of us are happy sports fans. We're, we're yeah. not sad, or, or we're not like angry sports fans. We just sit there. Like dead, you know. Just yeah, we're, like... <laughs> we're 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 basically dead slash grandpa level sports fans. We yeah. Always, you know, so, uh, some people out there might have happy elders in their family, but we yeah. we sit and watch the TV like we've lived through very tough times. I've I, I've said before, and I, I don't know that most people get this reference, but uh, there's Statler and Waldorf from the. Uh, from the original Muppet Show, you know Sailor yeah. Waldorf, right? Of Baron? course, yeah, the Peanut Gallery. Yeah, and so it's these two old men who sit at the theater and they just make fun of everything that's that's happening, and they're sort of above it all. And I feel like that's how we watch sports. It's just this very dismissive, like, oh, this is, yeah. of course, that happened. You know, they're yeah. they're actually <laughs> literally above it all because they sit in like one of those opera boxes up above the stage. So yeah, that's yeah, true. That's true. There's there, there's some true meaning there in the Muppets. <laughs> All right, let, time to take a quick break, Josh, and we're going to come back and we're going to jump into what is the final, God have mercy, game week of this season, game week 38. We've got lots of your questions coming up and some strategy advice, what have you. So uh, we'll be right back. All right. Same old podcast, always shading. All right, we're back, Josh. Quick question. So Statler and Waldorf, which one are you? Are you Statler or are you Waldorf? <laughs> Is there a difference? Is one like I'm, ac- I'm actually looking at a picture of them right now, and uh, if you Wikipedia Statler and Waldorf, I, f- I feel like I feel more like I'm a Waldorf um, just aesthetically in the face. Is, Wa- is Waldorf but, the taller one? No, but Statler is the taller one, so I feel like I have to be <laughs> Statler and you're Waldorf. I, I guess so. Yeah, you're right. You do look more like the the one with the really weird eyes, right? In the yeah, he's got weird, <laughs> crazy hair. weird baggy eyes, <laughs> but a beautiful mustache. All right, so uh, we're back talking yeah. FPL, if that wasn't uh, entirely apparent, and we're going to be talking about Game Week 38, uh, Waldorf. We have questions galore. <laughs> what what has emerged from the middle point of Game Week 37 is who is actually going to score goals in Game Week 38? How are we going to realign our attack to adjust? Now, can we just say up front, what, what is the conventional historic logic of Game Week 38? Uh, the, the logic is that the top scorers tend to be kind of the randos on your team, right? We've had, yeah. um, I mean, for some reason, the only two players that come to mind right now are uh, Theo Walcott and Olivier Giroud, two Arsenal sure. players who, yeah. Yeah. who both completely went off in Game Week 38, um, a couple of different Maybe a couple seasons apart. And I, I compiled a list of those rando punts that we're going to talk about after our next break. So stay tuned for that. But for now, let's just focus on the big time Charlies, Kane, Jesus, and Aubameyang. Um, what is the ideal front three? We have a question from Welsh Gunnar, who is mostly looking to midweek. He asks, will Jesus actually score? Have him on triple captain and starting to regret not choosing Aubameyang. So there is there is this Aubameyang regret happening now. <laughs> and I'm wondering how it will affect game week 38. Aubameyang is probably going to be one of the number one transferred in targets uh, ahead of that. David Hunter also asked on Twitter, Aubameyang was always going to be in my side until Aguero got injured. Then I switched my attention to Jesus. So Jesus distracted us all from Aubameyang. 
Now it happens that the decision may well have cost me the top spot in my mini league. So where are you with Aubameyang right now, Josh? You got rid of him a while back. I I don't know how I could bring him in. Okay, here's one thing I will say. Um, You know, I actually don't even think I'd have the money. I don't know if I – could I go Jesus to Aubameyang maybe? I don't know if Jesus has risen high enough in price to do that as a lateral move. Uh, I don't know that I have any money on my bench. Well, do okay. So let's just let's just get this one out of the way. Yeah. Kane to Aubameyang. What what, what would Kane no. have to do midweek? Get injured. Only okay. only an injury okay. would do it. Jesus. Okay, so I could actually. I think I could maybe do Jesus to Aubameyang straight up. Um, but okay, Jesus might not start at midweek, right? And yeah. but he he also might start. And I I almost feel like if he starts at midweek. I don't think I would captain him this weekend. I think that they're, that Phil Foden is going to get a start. It may not be, it may be at midweek, it may be this weekend. I just don't know why you'd keep playing everybody, all your best players throughout the rest of the season, right? Is Foden I mean, a player that starts in that position where Jesus plays, though? He's a bit of a forward, isn't he? Am I, am I totally I off? Feel like, I feel like he plays more of a, I mean, it, far be it for me to question whatever Pep might do. I feel like he plays more of that David Silva role. but Right. Uh, maybe you're right, actually. I guess he's more of a midfielder. I feel but, like he scored, scored a fair amount, though, right? He's, that said, they, they also, uh, Pep rolled out that uh, young guy who no one had ever heard of um, in right. game week 36. That seems like a wild card that might come into play for a... A game yeah. that is now effectively meaningless now that Brighton has secured their so, yeah. um, their status in the Premier League. And that was something Pep said in a press conference. He's like, we're going to play a strong side um, for any game that matters so that we can respect respect the process. Any team that's fighting for survival, we need to put a good game to them. And now, now right. that's kind of off the table. They play they play away to Southampton in game week 38. So that, that really that, – I mean – I think even if Southampton win in, in midweek, they might still be at threat of relegation. So that that's the game when you need the strongest team. It may be that they just he just plays Jesus the, the last two. I mean, I, I, are you worried about that? I mean, it's, um, I don't want to go on down this road too much because by the time people listen to this podcast, it might already be decided. But yeah, no, no, um, I will be sweating bullets when that team sheet comes out on Wednesday that Jesus starts. Um, it is a concern. Uh, I, I mean, I think we've talked about it before how Jesus has he's missed enough of the season. Granted, some of that was through injury that he he shouldn't considering he's pretty healthy and he's gearing up for our world impending World Cup. He should want to find as much form as he can. And, right. uh, you know, managers such as in Pep's position will want to help their players achieve that. So I don't know. It feels it feels yeah. kind of 50 50 to me. It feels so pretty to me too, because you could see someone like Sterling getting the start at striker, right in the striker position. Or, I mean, I guess that's really it. I mean, there just aren't that many options. I mean, you could go with the strikerless formation, and that would be fine, right? I mean, you could just play Sterling, Silva, and actually, I think Silva's going to miss the midweek fixture. I think I heard that. So. Yeah, the, the the rumor is that Silva's been spotted already heading back to Spain, so he'll probably be just be back for the weekend. But so you could play, you know, Sané, Sterling, um, Mar- Bernardo Silva, yeah. you know, as just a three-man front Sterling's line. on 18 goals right now. Maybe they they set a personal target for him. Like, could you have a 20-goal season? Uh, okay, I mean, now I'm this. just creating elaborate narratives. Let me ask you this. You know, if you could just right now switch from Jesus to Sterling, would you do it? 
If you were allowed to just change your captain. Oh, my captaincy? Yes. I'm more confident that Sterling will start than Jesus, but... Yeah. What do you think I would do as a cane captainer? That's a trickier one. (laughs) I feel like if... I'm I'm feeling weirdly optimistic. Well, okay, so the logic of me not even triple captaining or even bringing in Kane is I I was waiting to see how he performed in 36. I had a terrible right. game week in 36, basically waiting for more information. But what I learned right. from game week 36 is that Kane is still in pretty bad form. Yes. That still hasn't changed. However, nope. there there's just this <laughs> there's this aura around the man. I mean, it's also historic bias. I still believe more than any other player heading into midweek, Kane has the highest ceiling and he has the best potential of achieving. And maybe it's because they need a victory. They're playing at home. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing is, if if Kane somehow finds a way to score three goals in the final two games, uh, which which isn't impossible by any stretch. I mean, they play Newcastle and Leicester both at home. If he, you know, if he scores four, then he'll have his first ever 30-goal season in the Premier League. If he scores three, he'll tie 29 goals from last season. It doesn't feel that way, right? It, like, it doesn't feel like you're watching a vintage Harry Kane season. Yeah. Um, you know, especially because of the way he started early on, you know, blanking the first three. And then he would get these goals, like, and he was getting all these braces. and the, But then he would kind of, like, he kept getting injured and... I don't know. It's just it's been a funny season for him. I mean, when you look at the end, you're like, wow, 26 goals and two assists. But um, it, it does feel like he's taken a little bit of a step a step back. I'm, sure. I'm squinting my eyes and I'm concentrating very hard. This there's like a hundred percent chance that this will not happen. But somebody steps in, be it Kane, be it Pochettino, or some other trainer or manager steps in and says, "Kane, you're injured. You need you need some rest and recuperation." Yorente has been doing some yeoman's work for this club this season. He gets the start. Mm-hmm. That's never going to happen. Yeah, because Kane would say, no. I will. I actually want that to happen so that he can yell, no, I refuse to let that happen, and run out there and score like six goals in the final two games. <laughs> he just grabs a ball out of somebody's hands and runs out onto the field and yeah, just kicks it into I, the goal. I mean, we'll see how he plays in midweek, but it's – you know – even if he blanks at midweek, it's going to be really hard for me not to captain him at, at the weekend. I mean, yeah. home to Leicester in game week 38, it's, it's the best captain option, right? I mean, he had Mo Salah, but I, he looks totally wiped out, right? I mean, he's a absolutely brilliant player. I mean, we all love, you know, we don't need to go on about Mo Salah on this podcast, but um, that, 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 I mean, okay, give Chelsea some credit. Um, but I mean, that guy's played a lot of minutes in the last, uh, three or four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so just jumping ahead to our solace section, we do have that exact question from Dave from Burnley who asks only one question, Captain Sala or Kane. So right now you're firmly in the Kane camp. Well, at this moment, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens at, at midweek, but, um, I, I know that Sala's going for the all time. Well, I, I guess it's the 38 season, um, yeah. Thirty-eight match season goal scoring mark. I, I, you know, I'm not like a huge number of records person at this. I, I used to care about this stuff more than I do. I mean, you know, what 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 you remember? I think is just their performance. I mean, I, I will never forget Luis Suarez's last season at Liverpool. You know, I'll never, yeah. I'll just never forget how absolutely brilliant he was. Brilliant in a very different way than Salah. You know, I mean, just I remember like his like his amazing free kicks and the way that he would just like score like four goals every time he played, you know, um, Norwich and just like, yeah, he just played just, in, a, he played in Sala plays in sort of a majestic fashion while Sala was, or uh, well, uh, Suarez. Suarez was just more brutal and 
when he got the ball on a breakaway, it was like, beware the defender. He was going to run over them. Salah will dance around. (laughs) There's something a little more um, gallant about the way Salah plays, but but, uh, both of them very efficient. Were you a little annoyed with Chelsea at in the at Sunday game? Like, I mean, okay, you didn't. I know you did, you dropped Salah, so I, you were delighted, I'm sure, with the with the end result. But the way they just turned it on suddenly, like, yeah, it was like, do they just not like? How do you even play the way they like the last two weeks? Where yeah. they, you know, one nil, one one nil in the Swansea game, one nil here, totally tightened up. Like, where has that team been all year? You know, like, why are they out of the Champions League spots? Like, it's. Well, this is the question. This is the question that gets us from that Chelsea Liverpool game into game week thirty-eight because Chelsea deserves a lot of credit, but how fatigued, how tired, how thin do Liverpool look? And the pressure is really going to be on Liverpool going into game week thirty-eight just to have a prayer of staying in the top four. I mean, mean, setting aside whether they beat Real Madrid in the Champions League final final or not. Um, So just looking at the table here, if Chelsea win, then they're, um, you know, well, okay, yeah, it's actually kind of interesting. Chelsea's closer than I realized. Yeah, they're very close. yeah, if they if they win at midweek, then they're tight end points. Liverpool, Liverpool have to win in game week thirty eight. It's it's a huge run of fixtures for Liverpool, for Spurs, and for Chelsea. So um, it just makes the solid captaincy and the solid triple captaincy in thirty eight very interesting to me. In that uh, it's a it's probably a must win game for Liverpool. Also, um, they were making this point on the second captains podcast this week of. Between now, we're recording on a Monday evening, between now and the Champions League final, Real Madrid are playing three La Liga games. Liverpool is only playing one. So game week 38 is the final tune-up, like competitive tune-up that Liverpool have to get ready for the final. So I have no doubt that the best squad is going to be rolled out because they need to get some kind of form going, going into that final. Salah's got, got his form to to grapple with he's got records to grapple with liverpool have a win that they need to grapple with for me the the solid triple captain is very compelling in 38 okay all right i like it or even just a captaincy in general yeah yeah um, just or just the captaincy a lot because obviously a lot of us are on the triple cap now we've got a few questions here regarding this james bishop asks on facebook i think i dodged a bullet holding my triple captain uh, chip this double game week play it on Salah on 38 um, or you, do you think he's having a bit of a wobble? So I kind of spoke to that saying, yeah, Liverpool is having a bit of a wobble, but I think too much is going to be on the line in 38 that um, I wouldn't be too concerned about Salah's form. And then Mike DiPietro on Twitter asks, bring Salah back in for the final game week, even if it takes a minus four. So in my position, I drop Salah. The only way I can get him back is burning points. And... Um, I feel like it's a huge risk to not bring him back because he's going to be a huge captain asset going in uh, amongst the top 10, 100K. Uh, if you didn't have solid, Josh, would you consider a minus four for him going into 38? Imagine a world in which you didn't have him. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't feel that good. Um, that's for sure. Um, it's. I need I need I need a little more time to get the Chelsea performance out of my mouth. Um, you know, it left a little bit of a bitter taste. But yeah, I I mean everything you said is true. I think that he, I, maybe I end up. It just depends on what Kane does. You know, he's such a he's such a form. He can be such a form player. I mean, if Kane if Kane you know drops a hat trick at midweek, um, I don't know how I can resist captain him. But 
if he looks like he does, like he did in the West Brom game, like a lumbering, um, unhealthy, not unhealthy, like he just looks like he's, he just looks like he's not like in his best form. You know, it looks like his ankles bothering him. He's doesn't look athletic at all. Um, you know, if that player shows up again, then, then the solid captaincy is, is just easy, just over and done, you know? Yeah. Uh, question from Danny Bean on the Slack. Humble brag, I'm on 74 points. Disqualified, Danny. There are no humble brags on the Always Cheating <laughs> podcast. So, Danny asks, who do I absolutely have to captain in 38? It's Kane, right? Lester are just done. So Lester have been the most awful team for the last month. Here is the case for Harry Kane. It's the right matchup. It's the right player if you look beyond the current form that he's in. Uh, okay, I guess it's yeah. coming back to the question we, we've the been point. asking. I made the, yeah, I, I think I made the case for Kane earlier. I mean, you know, I think, yeah, Kane, Salah, and, you know, if Jesus doesn't play at midweek, then I think you could look at him as a captain. Same, same goes for Sterling, actually. I mean, I mean, Southampton's defense is woeful, you yeah. know, and and they're not even going to have Maya Yoshida now. So um, actually, no, I guess they will have him back because he's just going to miss the one fixture, isn't he? Yeah, just um, a double but yellow. I mean, I don't, I don't know that I would not captain a player based on whether or not Maya Yoshida was, was healthy. <laughs> but uh, if you if you drop solid midweek and, you know, I think Erickson, you know, someone asked about... Um, you know the idea of a um, of a triple captain punt in game week thirty eight. Um, I think Erickson is a really good option as a punt. Um, I think you know, Aubameyang definitely is a. I mean he's kind of the he's kind of the the easy the easy pick there as, as a thirty eight. You know, yeah, and punt. you know you don't want there you don't want too much recency bias to to sneak in there talking about Aubameyang. Uh, that Joe guy on Twitter says I feel like we shouldn't be too hard on ourselves for not bringing in Aubameyang. Wenger wasn't playing him even when he had the chance. The Europa League ties considering. And am I just talking crap as the double game weight got in on me? Where am I? Joe doesn't even know where he, where he is right now. But um, I do agree. Aubameyang was... That, that's ultimately why I couldn't convince myself to put the armband directly on Aubameyang for 37. Is is It's just been very tricky for Arsenal. Uh, and I liked him over Kane in 37, mostly because Arsenal was knocked out of the Europa League, and Wenger basically just had a path to play his best team and try and celebrate with the fans and win as many points as he could before he was out the door. And that's why I I remain confident with Aubameyang going into 38. He'll play Arsenal, like you were mentioning, Josh, if you think about great randos who scored hugely in game week 38 the first two that come to mind are arsenal players so there's there's a historic track record there so yeah i, I think Aubameyang for me is pretty high up on my list of captaincy punts yeah and you know if, i guess if you wanted like a, a an even bigger punt uh lacazette i think is a perfectly reasonable out there captaincy punt too he's got you know two double figure two double figure returns in the last three um, actually, really, just in the last two games he played because he didn't play in that Man United game. So, you know, 23 points in the last two matches. Um, he's got one, two. He's got five goals and one assist in the last uh, five games that he's played. Um, I really think getting that penalty, Aubameyang, man, giving him that, giving him that penalty, <laughs> yeah. Aubameyang could have had a trick. Yeah. It really boosted his confidence, I think. And um, um, although it didn't do didn't do much good in the second half of that Atletico Madrid leg, but yeah, the, you know, whatever. I, I, I like Lacazette. I don't know why. I've, I've never really been. 
I've always kind of rooted for Lacazette. I, I, maybe because he's short. I don't know. But it, <laughs> I felt like he was trying. It didn't feel like he, unlike Mesut Ozil, it never felt like he gave up on the season. You know? Yeah. And, like, I felt like he was really, he suffered from some, some terrible form, but he really felt like he was really trying the whole, the whole season. Uh, is this too much for you, Josh? Uh, Waldorf Sidhan on Twitter asks, would you consider a double up on Arsenal attack with Oba and Lacazette? Uh, that, 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 that That could definitely be a huge party for you, but that's a big risk considering. What would you do? You, I'd have to, in order to create enough money, I'd have to either, you can't drop Kane at home to Leicester. You can't drop Jesus away to Southampton, you know? So no, there's just no chance. Yeah. If you have Kane, that means you're going without Kane. And I just, yeah, I think as you've intoned, there's no way we're dropping Kane at this point, regardless of form. Yeah, exactly. All right, Brett, I should take a little break. Yeah, let's take a break, and uh, we're going to come back. We're going to talk uh, about miscellaneous Game Week 38 strategy, um, and uh, we've got a list of punts that you might want to consider. Same old podcast, always cheating. Waldorf, we're back. This is Statler, <laughs> and I'm here to tell you about Starting Eleven, the newest daily fantasy game with Cash Games Live. In the UK, in the US, and in Canada, Starting Eleven is available for your iOS or Android phone. As you all know, Josh and I have been playing Starting Eleven all season in the Premier League, and we've been loving it. What's better? When the Premier League ends, Starting Eleven World Cup begins. Uh, So Starting Eleven is going to be with you in your pocket uh, with Daily Fantasy all throughout the World Cup tournament. Just go to starting11.io for more information or look it up in your iOS or Android store. Josh, are you looking forward to playing uh, Starting Eleven during the World Cup? You know, I genuinely really am, Brad. And I think that it's it's like the it, in some ways it's, it's such a perfect fit. You know, um, you know, you have what typically six teams that play each day, right? You got three matches, sometimes more, depending on. Whether it's you know I guess like the third fixture of the um, of the first round, but like those you know that those first couple of weeks like on the weekends uh, you can pick up a bunch of people you can take punts on players, um, you know it'd be fun to have someone like Shakiri you know who I've just never been able to bring into my fantasy team this yeah. year, but maybe he's like my star player you know when Switzerland plays somebody, um, or uh, you know I don't know it's just De Gea for Spain you know and it's sort of this this fun. You just get to make these fun combinations of people. And um, we're also going to do some preview pods leading up to the World Cup. So we'll be talking. The main feed pod is going to continue. We're going to take like maybe a three-week break. Um, but we'll do. We'll be doing, you know, pods in the lead-up so that we can actually like – we'll try to identify some players that you want to keep an eye on for, for Daily Fantasy or – um, even when you're just picking teams for the for the Patreon, I'll be league, scouring so. the Saudi Arabia uh, national team Wikipedia page for all the information I can get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, we're really excited about about uh, you know having a daily fantasy service because uh, I've never I've never done daily fantasy for the World Cup before. No, so, it'll be great. Um, yeah, I think it's but yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Before then, we thought it fitting to give Starting Eleven a proper Premier League send off. It's been a great season with them. We're looking forward to Premier League with Starting Eleven next season. But Championship Sunday, it's going to be insane. It's it's virtually never playing Starting Eleven that you get your pick of any team in the league uh, on a daily fantasy matchup. So uh, just challenge yeah. the cheaters. You can get in touch with me or Josh. Uh, DM us on Twitter, Facebook, or Hail Cheaters, and we'll do a head-to-head challenge with you through the Starting Eleven app. Just send us your email that you use to set up Starting Eleven, and we'll we'll take it from there. And we're looking forward to playing a bunch of you for Championship Sunday. Yeah, 
let's really see if we can get these numbers up this week. Let's look at Stephen Toomey, uh, Andy Goodland, um, yeah. uh, Emil Savetti, um, just ever, people that we've played with all, all season long. Um, you know, we want to see all you guys. Then we want to see people who've just never tried it before. If you're thinking about doing 311 during the World Cup, sort of you can see this as your chance to play a free money version of the game and just you know see if it's something that you might want to do. Um, you know, we think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, good point. You can play it if you're challenging us. You're playing for free because Josh and I uh, exactly. You know, we're you, we have no money. <laughs> we have no money. <laughs> all right, starting one one Check it out. It's a lot of fun, and uh, we'll be right back. Waldorf, Waldorf, we're back, and it's time for a lightning <laughs> round, and we're talking Game Week 38 strategy plus punts. First question in the lightning round comes from Peter Oleksky, who asks, I'm thinking of going, quote, third wild card, which essentially means a 32-point hit. I love this term, third wild card, uh, basically blowing up your team. Uh, Peter says, because <laughs> let's at least have some fun. Ultra Maverick squad selection of 11 differentials, because why not? As if any plans ever made sense this season. So um, I, I I love where Peter is going here. And I do. I, I'm fully behind this third wild card. But <laughs> seriously, Josh, you could be in any number of situations and we can't go through all the permutations, but. Odds are you're either chasing a mini league leader or you are a mini league leader trying to consolidate strategies for transfers and points hits going into game week 38. I just that wouldn't be fun for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm just not the kind of person who could. I don't think I've ever even taken a minus 12. So I'm, I'm the wrong person to ask. You know, you should ask uh, who is it? Shane Deere. He's, he's always the one. He, Shane Deere is always on our uh, always like on our Twitter feed or, or he's also on the transfer hub forum. Like, Hey, I took a minus 24 and, uh, it was a net 37 or whatever. And you're like, how, how is that possible? <laughs> uh, but I, I, I don't, um, I can't do it myself. I don't have the right, like my brain doesn't work that way. I'm, I'm just too conservative. I think. Yeah. I think for me, the key going into 38, as we were talking about is, um, Kind of historic. It's historically a goal fest. It's historically a, a week that favors attacking returns, and um, so I feel like you, if you're if you're burning points, you've got to be focusing on midfielders and strikers. I mean, at 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 uh, your wildest moment, maybe a guy like Marcus yeah. Alonso plays on the wing, but that's that's my general. Right. We've we've we we've, we've 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 treated this question with more <laughs> seriousness than it deserves. Right. N- next question <laughs> is from Richie Whithall, who asks uh, from Richie Whithall, who asks thirty-ish points clear in my mini league. Got rid of Salah to get Kane for this game week. Would you dump Kane to bring Salah back in thirty-eight? So here we are. It's a remix of the last section of the podcast. Are you hokey cokey? Right, how, uh, okay, l- let me just let me just put it this way, Brandon. If you had Kane and you didn't have Salah, and the only way you could bring that, the only way you could make that happen, I actually think there's probably other ways you could make that happen because um, you could probably burn one midfielder for another. And, and yeah, uh, but, but let's say it's the only way you could okay. do it. Let's say it's let's say for some reason it's the only way you could do it. Um, like every everybody else in your squad Kane? is worth four point five million. So that's strangely, <laughs> somehow, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you have no money in your bank. Maybe you sold it for like Bitcoin or something. <laughs> um, so, so how many goals would Kane have to score for you to not like for you to just roll with Kane and not consider bringing Salah back? Like if Kane scored one goal, would that mid-week? be enough for you? Would you? Yeah, at midweek. Like if Kane scored a, if, I feel like if Kane scored a brace or a hat trick, there'd be no chance you drop Kane for Salah, right? No way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So 
I see where you're going for the uh, with this. Uh, it's this question. Richie's question is largely going to be informed with Kane's performance midweek, based on what we've seen so far. As I was mentioning earlier, I have I I'm backing Salah for points returns in 38. So what yeah, if Kane got one goal, no bonus points. Oh. That'd be the trickiest one, right? <laughs> that would be the trickiest one, but I, I, I guess uh, the easy way out is just to go back on the. It's a false assumption that there's no other way to get Salah back in. Um, right. But yeah. I, I, you've you've got to have another midfielder where maybe it's Sterling or Erickson who has to hit the bricks for Salah to come back in, and I think that's way more viable and actually perhaps good strategy to do hokey cokey with Erickson and Sterling to get Salah back in. I think Kane probably stays no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's, who, who we got next here? Oh, Jamal, Jamal Rice. Jamal, yeah, our good friend Jamal, ranked 27 overall in the world. And uh, he's playing his bench boost in game week 30, uh, 38. Jamal asks, any advice for this last game going in? So a picture of this, Joshua. Mm-hmm. You're playing your bench boost. You are actually going to be playing your bench boost in game week. Already activated. Yep. So uh, what's the story, Morning Glory? Well, yeah, it's interesting. I have all these injured players now. I have. <laughs> uh, well, Kennedy can't play because uh, of the terms of his loan deal. Uh, Vertonghen might be injured. We don't know. Chilwell might be injured. We don't know. Um, I have Milvojevic and I have Hennessy. So that's 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 off to a good start. Um, Flying start I, I guess there. it's you're sort of I, I guess the strategy is um you know basically who um you know who actually looks like they still care. I mean you you know like it was like the last the last podcast we talked about are on the beach rankings and um you know it was kind of weird though because then then Watford ended up winning somehow. Yeah. Although I guess they played a team that cared even less than them in Newcastle. <laughs> and that was a the, the was great a total Ben Holland. Folds five song, the battle of who could care less. It was. It really was. That that game was. Uh, so I mean, you know, Crystal Palace seemed like they were really up for it. We we said as much in last week's podcast, and they went and they they beat a Stoke team that couldn't lose. You know, yeah. I mean, um, they just like the the you know losing meant going down, and and they still beat them. So um, I think that points to a team that's really um, hit fire. I mean, amazingly, Crystal Palace got end up at the top half of the table. Like that is unbelievable. Given their, I mean, you know, it seems like years ago now, but they were. So far at the bottom, didn't they have no goals in their first four games or something like that? And you know, know. one point through six or something. It was crazy. Roy um, Hodgson, Roy Hodgson, he's like the Wolf of Wall Street. He just just comes in and he's selling penny stocks, yeah. but he yeah. makes a million so, dollars. I guess my only advice is uh, try to load up on players who actually still care, you know, or teams that teams that still care. Doesn't even necessarily have any something to play for, you know. Just just actually caring about winning, you know. Um, like even, even Everton, you know, that Everton game was a little tricky because they lost, you know, I mean, say what you will about Rooney and, and Walcott, but those those had been two starters. And so, you know, losing those guys, they were going to look a little toothless. But I, I thought, I don't know. No, I don't know. Never mind. I, I take back what I said about Everton. It was, amazing. I, it was really only after the red card that they started to pick up momentum. So yeah. uh, that was a horrible game to watch. I don't know if you I, – I, I, I watched that game despite my – Despite, uh, yeah, my, I, despite I, I just caught I just yeah. caught the end of it, which was yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, perhaps Jamal will find our list of of punts coming up in a second. Uh, kind of enlightening for transfer th- uh, thoughts on transfers to help you get a leg up with your bench boost. Two more questions in the lightning round, lightning round first before we get to that. One comes from FPL Bad Advice. Still got all my chips. Hmm. 
poor planning there. Bad advice. Um, <laughs> uh, which one should I use? So if you're looking at Game Week 38, you've got, uh, I assume this means free hit as well, uh, triple captain or bench boost. Hmm. I I don't know. Free hit in Game Week 38 if you, if you kind of lost the plot through the season? Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I don't want to go through a whole starting 11 of free hit players. <laughs> um, but that would be an interesting chip to use because you could load up on Chelsea, who suddenly care again. You could have Salah. You could have Kane if he goes off in midweek. You could be selective with your Man City players. I kind of like the idea of a triple captain regardless because I just think you can really um, – it could just be so explosive, you know, um, yeah. if, if things and 38 is it tends to be random, a bit of a, lo- a lottery. So, uh, you know, why spread that risk all around? Focus yeah. on something that feels like more of a sure bet. Yeah. I mean, you're still going to play five, five defenders in game week 38. If you do the uh, if you do the bench boost and, it, you know, it can be hard to find five defenders. So we're going to keep. Or even I don't know three defenders and keep clean sheets and a bench boost. So I yeah. guess if you bring if you if you decide to bench boost, at least bring in defenders who um, are like Patrick Van Anhalt and have like a, a scoring streak to them. So did yeah. that Van Anhalt goal? Did that turn you around in him at all? And you and I are sort of on opposite sides of the fence with him. I I like PVA and you're sort of you just don't give him enough credit. I feel like he's 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 a, he's a good attacking Listen, player. Yeah, but my problem is is he can score goals, but what? What what is that amount? Ma- I don't know. Game winning goals, crucial I, goals. Yeah, I, I guess I just I have a whole I have a problem with all the the Palace the, all the guys on Palace. But Van Aanholt, he's played on really crap teams, and he's done the same thing. He's let them down defensively time and time again, and he scores goals. And so just because a guy scores goals doesn't make up for the fact that I doesn't don't know. It, I mean, though? Do I, I don't know. Do I need to have a real opinion on Patrick Van Anholt? Uh, do I, I need know, to man. care? Yeah, I think you do. <laughs> I don't like him. Uh, All right, and, and I don't need to give a reason. Okay, he, fair enough. Back, back. I'm just saying, back to back goals for him, and they they have a, a pretty appealing home match game week 38. Uh, they're they're home to uh, West Brom. So, I mean, I, actually, that game could or could not be appealing. Actually, I, I think that West Brom are down. If that if if the um, if the uh, Swansea-Southampton uh, ma- match ends in anything but a draw tomorrow, then West Brom are down. Yeah. So if, yeah. if there's, you know, if so one team even wins that game, they're down. But given West Brom's amazing luck of late, I guess they're probably going to, uh, they probably will finish nil-nil, right? No. that Somebody's going to win that game between Swansea and Southampton. Who's going to score? Sure it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Charlie Austin. Chucky Austin, maybe so. I don't know. I, I smell an IU goal in that game, too. Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, not 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 Jordan though. That guy sucks. No, Maybe Andre Ayew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sumon H Noctar asks, "Does it matter if I don't use my free transfer for game week thirty eight because this game week has been a disaster of epic proportions?" So, can we just pull the ejector seat here? No more transfers. Sure. Just roll sure. with what you got. Just walk away like like Nicolas Cage at the end of Con Air with a <laughs> exploding plane behind you. <laughs> Your hair in the breeze. It, no, it, none of this matters, Brandon. Let's not forget that. Let's not forget it doesn't matter. You know, it's it's an important thing. It matters. My approach to all this stuff, you know, I mean, I believe me, like, you know, anybody who who's listening to this podcast or who's watching me play fantasy knows how 
ridiculously seriously, I take it in the moment. But, you know, when Gaming 38 is over, I, I'm, I'm okay walking away. I'm not going to look back, you know. <laughs> I mean, I might look back and try to learn some lessons from it. But, uh-huh. you know, yeah, just, just don't, don't carry it with you. You, you, know? won't, just, you won't look back yeah. in anger. I, I'll try not to. Is yeah, that we'll that's that's it. the second Oasis reference I've made this podcast? All We've right. peppered this podcast <laughs> with Oasis references. All right, ten or Mo- fifteen actually. Moving on. Let's let's talk Listen about carefully. Let's talk about punts. Adam P on the Slack asks your one week punts in each position. I, I don't know that we're going to go each position, but I pulled a list of uh, guys who I think are legitimate sort of quote punts. Some of these some of these guys are are quite class. They're very good. But I've been waiting all season to make a legitimate push for all FPL managers to bring in Sam Vokes. The Volkswagen is getting heated up. He came on as a sub for the injured Ashley Barnes. He's having a shoulder problem. Uh, I think if Barnes is out going into 38, game week 38, it's confirmed. It's almost dead certain that I'm bringing in Sam Vokes just, just, well, because he'll probably start and actually, yeah, <laughs> because you need him, yeah, <laughs> because I need him and, uh, and it would be a heck of a lot of fun, but at 5.7 million pounds, 2% ownership and, uh, you know, who, who do Burnley play? They are at home to Bournemouth classic leaky defense there so sam vokes number one with a bullet on my tell that, to, tell that to swansea brandon well it's, it's that's true best defense in the league based on what i saw yeah it was it was it's been a game week so far of uh my game week one team uh guys like nathan Ake and <laughs> alex awobi coming and ryan frazier yeah. all coming good yeah yeah uh, who else you got here? You got, you got Giroux. Uh, I like that pick. Yeah. 8.3 million, 2.7% yeah. ownership. Yeah, I guess the one thing to look at is uh, what sort of rotation. does Is Murata going to get a sniff? Does Murata start midweek? Does that then mean Giroux is nailed on? I would assume Giroux is well-favored as the Chelsea striker at this point, and I like him to start mm, yeah. in 38. Speaking of Chelsea, Marcus Alonso, uh, very expensive at 7.1, but... Uh, you have to like Chelsea um, playing to to Newcastle, and they will be fighting to uh, break into the top four if it all it, it all seems possible. However, the results shake out midweek, and Alonso looked great coming back from his suspension. Almost scored a worldie of a goal. Yeah, that's the, I know that that is true. Um, well, he was offside, right? Is that what happened? Or he no, just he missed. Just, he, just he just missed, missed it, it. Right? He just missed it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right. <laughs> Um, yeah, we talked about Lacazette already. Aaron Ramsey, who uh, was a little – didn't do that much in that game, right? I don't, I, yeah, he came on as a late sub, and uh, yeah. I wonder if that's just an indication that maybe Ramsey is, is looking pretty likely for a start midweek. Uh, so watch and see what yeah. Ramsey does midweek. Carrying um, an injury maybe too. I mean, yeah. God, it's amazing how many starts he's missed. I mean, I, yeah. I know he was being preserved for the Europa League, but one, two, three, four, five. Missed seven starts. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that just seems like a lot in the last ten weeks or so. Um, yeah, about, and then uh, yeah, go on. How Thanks. about Roberto Firmino for a punt? So we lived a whole life with Roberto Firmino this uh, season, and then he disappeared mm-hmm. in favor of all these other strikers. But yep. here we are. Uh, we're talking a lot about Salah. How much Liverpool have to play for? Firmino has all the same things to play for: be at the team, be at his own form, and the World Cup. And this is a team that can score goals. Uh, I mean, who do you lose in favor of Firmino? Probably a pretty good striker in, in their own right. But if yeah. you're looking a, to really make up yeah. ground, I think that's an interesting punt. 
Yeah, he hasn't looked that good in the league the last couple of weeks, but um, yeah, I do like that as a as a punt. And then yeah, Deli Alley is the last one here. Is up to up to fourteen percent ownership. I guess that's climbed the last couple of weeks. Yeah, his form has been really great the last month or so. And uh, you know, if you're without, I mean, especially if you're with going without Kane and you don't have Erickson going into thirty eight, I think that's an interesting way to uh, cover. And I don't know if we really want to talk about Manchester United. Like, what a truly nope. bizarre no. team they've been this season. Really. Uh, I, I mean, the Lukaku like, injury was probably the best thing that happened to my <laughs> team going into 37. Just, like, yeah. shedding that <clears throat> un, unwanted uh, pounds. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's not a lot we need to say here. Um, I mean, I know there's a ton of Man United fans who, out there, and a lot of them have listened to this podcast, but um, it, it's just not... Let's just let's just move on. First of all, it just feels like it's all in flux with all those young guys, right? Like, are they going to be there next year? I mean, yeah, I, you know, Lingard's still going to be there, and you would think that Rashford would be there unless he really agitates for a move. It just doesn't feel like he has a chance. It's McTominay's uh, team next season, I think. Yeah, maybe McTominay. Uh, you've lost his second captains too much. <laughs> uh, and Anthony 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 Marshall's probably gone, right? Like, there's yeah, like there's he's probably going to go. A rumor that uh, Juventus is in for him now. So, uh, but yeah, he he is a total. He's that is like, it's just a classic Mourinho thing. It's like Mourinho with. Uh, I know you're not as high in Marshall as I am, but I think I think he's one of those players who's going to go go away for a year or two, and he's going to like blow up, and then he's going to come back to the Premier League, and he's going to be you know, awesome, like a totally fantastic player. He's still so young. I think he's like, like, a, like 20 uh, years old. Um, like a Marcus, like a uh, Memphis Depay, maybe? Well, Memphis Depay is really playing well now yeah. in, in France. But, I mean, you know, I mean, all you have to do is look at Salah and KDB as two players who it's true. look like look like nobody, you know, yeah. and then they, you know, once they you, left Mourinho. You did make an interesting totally point emerged. on Twitter, though, during the United game that Martial has some of the worst body language in the entire know, league. He just it, it's I think it, it's 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 true. Part of it's being young, and part of it is just I I don't think he feels like he fits there, you know. And I don't I don't think he feels like Mourinho trusts him, whether that's fair to either one of them or not. But um, you know, I just it, he just needs to leave, you know. Uh, I mean, it's like Luke Shaw. Like, is Luke Shaw good? Like, who knows? You know, it's like things got things have gotten so bad with him. He looked good when he was at Southampton, you know, and it's like. Yeah, these guys. I don't. I just don't think everyone can play for Mourinho, and um, you know. And I just think that they have to. Um, those guys both have to move on and and start start fresh. Speaking of moving on and starting fresh, any last words on game week thirty eight? I mean, this is this is basically our yeah. our last points of strategy on the pod. We're gonna be we're gonna be available on social media for any any last minute questions. But uh, I don't know. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, I think just just enjoy it and remember, even if you're playing in a cash league, you know this is this is all for fun. As uh, uh, who said that earlier, Brandon? That was um, Nick Edge. As Nick Edge reminds us, this is all for fun, uh, and you know. It's like I have these moments where I get so caught up in this, and it's like, you know, we all put a little cash into our mini league, and I'm like, oh, I, I got to do it. And then I remember that, like, my hourly salary at my job is like, it like ninety minutes at my job is like what I put in. Whoa, Mister Big Stuff <laughs> over there. No, I mean you know, I mean it's all we all we do is put in fifteen thousand each, you know, and so that's yeah. that's an obvious. Yeah, yeah, I make ten thousand. Our, our, our private league no, is called Masters of the Universe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but it's it's just not that much money, you know, and it's like I get you know it's it's just it, the game is the fun part. 
the trying to win is the fun part. But when it's over, I'm just, you know, I need a couple, you know, I, need, I need a month to recover usually. <laughs> and then I'm like just ready or just like a month to like not, not be so in that yeah, world. It's, but then by the time, you know, the time August rolls around, I mean, I'm just, you know, it's, it's back to the sleepless nights and, and, you know, spending way too much energy on it. I love it. You know, I just, you're, I think it's You're great. right about the money game. because as the uh, de facto commissioner of our cash league, I want, I myself want to finish in the money, <laughs> not because I want the money, but I don't want the hassle of having to pay other people money. I just, you know, right. I just want to be done. Or ask or get, or, or get <laughs> the money from other yeah, people. If I win, then, <laughs> then I can just write off the people who failed to pay at the start of the season. <laughs> yeah, at the start of every season, our mini league, Brennan like writes these notes like, "No one will get the league code unless they pay me money," and yeah. then you end up just giving like ten people the league code. Apparently, try, people know how to sweet year. talk me. <laughs> right. Um, so, all right, Brennan, good luck to you this weekend. Um, so, yeah, same by here. the way, I know I know our listenership's going to drop. We're, we're going to do an episode uh, next week, like a wrap up, and we'll um, you know we want to crown the always treating super league champion. We also want to have them on a podcast at, at some point, probably not next week, but, but maybe to a preview a team of their choice at the start of next season. Um, and, uh, just thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for engaging with us on, on social media all year. Um, and thanks for playing starting 11 with us. Um, and thanks for all the people who've come to New York to meet us. I mean, I know this sounds like really, um, no, it, it, you know, it's been, it sounds it's, like the end, but we're getting there. <laughs> it's been a truly great season for always cheating. It's been a hilarious FPL season, but it's been a great season for <laughs> us. Uh, yeah. we're, we're super thrilled to be, uh, such a, uh, part of the FPL community and we're looking to do more cool stuff for everyone at the start of next season. So, um, if we don't catch you for our wrap up next week, uh, we'll see you during the world cup and we'll see you at the start of next season. That's right. All right, Brendan. Uh, yeah, good luck to everybody in Game Week 38. Good luck to you, Brandon. Uh, yeah, you and I might have a real shootout for uh, for, for money in our own personal It's going to be very tight. It's going to be very mm-hmm. tight. Um, I mean, this is the stuff dreams are made of. Legends will be born. Uh, That's true. Will it be, will it be Statler or will, it be War, or, or will it be Waldorf? Wow, if you had said that correctly, <laughs> that would have been a great way to end the podcast. Uh, all right, Brandon, hail Poku. Poku forever. Starting 11, okay, started that like I was going to sing a song. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.